Do you remember when birthdays used to be fun? You guys are still in that bracket. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Amen. Every day is fun in the Lord. Amen. Uh, every day is a blessing and a privilege. Um, we, as I had mentioned at the beginning of service, uh, did have major electrical issues this week repaired I'm still letting my thermometer internally decide whether this AC is working quite like it should or not but they replaced the uh, they had to replace the electrical panel box it wasn't even an AC issue necessarily but our electrical panel box uh, was fried and um, so that was a major expense uh, this week to replace the electrical panel box uh the week before that we had air conditioning in the other end of the building go out forty five hundred dollars there uh replace that air conditioner before that we had leaks plumbing leaks that we could not find we had to hire a plumbing uh company detective what do you call it uh leak detection service twice and they couldn't find them and uh, in fact they recommend that we say well what do we do and they says well all we can recommend you do is replumb the entire building and I thought we need a second opinion we kept on down that path and we did find the leak and was able to get it repaired there were two and we found them both and were able to get them repaired I'm I'm giving you this scenario. That was a couple thousand dollars. So in the last month, uh, about $10,000 in uh, wham-bam, double punches, uh, right on top of everything else. Now, I know this body well enough, and I know that, um, and we may come to that, that I could put a pledge board up here and we could take about 10 minutes and raise $10,000. But I'm going to ask you first uh, just to ask the Lord what he would have you to do and ask everyone here to prayerfully give uh, a little extra, maybe a lot extra. There may be somebody here right now, and I, I want you to be here because sometimes I say this and I think it just goes right over your head, but but there may be somebody here right now that the Holy Spirit just lays on your heart to give $1,000. There may be somebody here right now that the Holy Spirit lays in your heart to give $10,000. I don't want to limit God or you. There may be several here right now that can give $100. Um, everyone could do something. Uh, we're, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna be, uh, me, and, me and the devil came to understanding a long time ago, if he's ever gonna defeat this church, it's gonna be somewhere besides finances. Uh, because God has just proven himself o'er and o'er and o'er again uh, that in, in the area of provision, both as a church and individually, until my faith is super strong right there. We, we, we cannot be defeated there. But I, I do need to, I, I, we, we are, just, and, and I, I didn't mean to spend this long on this, and we may have to take a few minutes in, the, in a couple weeks to, to, to really nail this thing and get it knocked out. 
but uh, I was just doing some quick calculations. Uh, you you will be happy to know several years ago we raised a lot of money toward paying off our mortgage. Some of you remember that, and we paid a chunk down on our. We didn't pay it off, but we paid a chunk down on our mortgage. Um, I counted up this week. We have 15 payments left, and we'll retire the mortgage. Amen. That is almost $2,100 a month. Um, that would go a long way toward these kind of issues. Uh, you know, I, I'm praying. Listen, if God lays on your heart to give some toward that project, I'd like, I was challenged at the beginning of the year uh, in a leaders meeting, Pastor, can we get that paid off this year? Well, it's scheduled to be paid off in October of next year, but. Um, I'm not opposed to getting it paid off this year. Oh yeah. So uh, I'd love out in 2020 have that sealed up and done. Amen. And so um, that can be done. You know, all all that would take right now this morning is 15 people say I'll take one payment over the next six months, and uh, over the next six months I'll give to cover one payment by the end of this year. Uh, it, it, it would actually 10 people by the end of this year, and it would be done. So uh, we, we can do it. I, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, if, if need be, I just want you to know because uh, I will come to you and, and lay it out up here, and we will we'll, we'll, we'll take a few minutes in the service, and we'll knock it out because I know that you will respond. But sometimes you respond better with a chart and a pencil in hand. So... Uh, just be obedient to the Lord and let God lay on your heart what he will do. That being said, you can pull your phones out right now if you give by electronic means. And you can text a number followed by a lot of zeros to 204-9688. And whatever funding source that you've got to back that up, if it can handle it, we can handle it. Amen? So um, uh, you can give to, by text to give, or you can go online to our church website and give electronically. Those that are watching online, uh, I want to open up my... I get an email every morning that tells me what came in electronically the day before. I want to open up my email at 9... It comes in at 9 a.m. every morning. I check it on the dot at 9 a.m. every morning. Uh, I, I want to open my email up in the morning and see at 9 a.m., that a lot of money was given electronically uh, today. So, well, and, and or you can give in the box. And um, uh, we, 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 don't, we don't care how you give. Um, we just care that you give. Amen? And so, um, however, however is best for you. So, let me pray over the offering. We've already had people put some seed money in here. So, Father, right now, I ask, Lord, that you would bless this offering. God, you know the needs. Lord, the enemy has reared his ugly head in the area of finances in our church. But, Lord, <laughs> we know that greater is he that is in this place, God, than he that is in the world. And, Father, we ask this morning that you would bless not only this offering, but, God, everyone that gives... In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on and, and bring your offerings up and put them in this morning.
walk by and rattle the box. Act like you're giving. Encourage me this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, listen, I, one of the reasons we like to share those needs, one thing, you know, you have not because you ask not. We want people to know the needs. Is But I learned a long time ago that when I know something I can sow into uh, and bring blessing back into my life, I want to know those things. Uh, I was in a meeting this week with um, with, with a, an organization that, that we wanted to bless, and I had the ability to speak on behalf of our section and district and said, you know, we're going to give toward this project. But I, when I called in what we were given, I said, take off this much money because I'm going to cover that much because why? I want to be part of the blessing. You know, I, 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 I felt like the Holy Spirit said, you give toward this project. And so I said, I, I want to be a part of this blessing because I and I and I and I even spoke up and said, and our church is going to give toward this project because I want our church to be a part of this blessing. We're never going to get so robbed that we can miss out on what God has for us. Amen. And uh, so uh, just be obedient to the Lord while while we're fixing air conditionings and plumbing and everything else. We're going to support missionaries and and, and the work that God's called us to do. It's not it doesn't have to be an either or. Amen. We're going to do it all. Uh, so by faith in Jesus' name. And there's times it gets tight. And there's times you sit there and think, oh, Lord. And we'll hit on that this morning. But God wants to bless us. And he wants to bless you. Uh, I, we, I, and I'll tell this one story. And I'll quit talking about that. And we'll get into the word. We were uh, we had taken up pledges at my church where I was associate youth uh, director. And uh someone gave to a project and that next week they were so abundantly blessed on their job they got a huge bonus and they were really blessed in their job and they came to me and said listen is there any other projects I can give to because this stuff really works uh, can, can I tell you it really does work when I, it doesn't always work that you give this week and you get back this week but the, the, the principle of sowing and reaping is one of the most fundamental true principles in the Word of God. And it works. So um, uh, sometimes we have to sow in faith. But uh, we, we'll reap the blessing of the Lord. Open your Bibles this morning. Uh, we'll, we're going to start in the book of Genesis. And walk right through the rest of the Bible. Genesis chapter 50, and we won't go through the whole Bible. I, I, I'll make you a deal. If you amen a lot, amen. I'll preach a little. If you amen a little, I'll preach a lot. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I preach better with some help. So well, you don't, you know, do that good, but do better with help. You don't always help that good either. <laughs> Genesis chapter 50, verse 19. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, 
For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God, somebody say with me, but God, how many knows when God gets involved, (laughs) he said, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones and be comforted. Uh, and he, I'm sorry, and he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Father, I thank you this morning for your word, the promise and the encouragement of the word of God. Bring it alive in our spirit and encourage this body. In Jesus' name, amen. One of my secondary life verses that you hear me use often is Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for good. Let's all say that together. And we know that all things... Wow. We're just doing the first part. We get that part down, then we'll move on to the second part. Uh, let, let's let's try it again. I'll 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 give us a countdown: one, two, three, and then we're going to read. And we know that all things work together for good. Can we do that? Yeah. One, two, three. And we know that all things work together for good. I want you to keep repeating that in your heart. I want you to say that as many times today as you can because uh, it is probably one of the most stress-relieving scriptures and doctrines in the Bible. If you can get that embedded in your spirit, then you know that whatever you're going through, God will turn it around for your good. And so even when things are bad, and you remind, I know that all things work together for my good, or for good, to those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. And that's me. Are you, do you love the Lord this morning? <laughs> are you called according to the purposes of God and the will of God? So this applies to you. If you love the Lord and you're called, it's not, you know, there's no, uh, there, there's no other conditions. If you love the Lord and you're called to get, uh, for his purpose, then uh, God says, I will work all things towards your good. So Joseph, in the passage that I just read to you, was uh, we all know the story of Joseph. He, he was sold into slavery by his brethren, by people that should have had his back. How many ever had people that you thought you could count on sell you out? He was, he was sold in, he was cast in a pit. He was lied on, said that he was dead, and sold into slavery by his own brothers. Uh, how many knows that's enough to get mad about? You know, sometimes I wonder why people get so mad. But I would get it why Joseph got so mad. Uh, Because, listen, his brothers threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. That would kind of tick you off. And and so uh, here he was, sold into slavery, but then fast forward many years, 
and we get to the passage of Scripture that I read to you, and we'll bring you through that journey a little bit in a minute. We get, we get fast forward. Now he's in a place of leadership in Egypt, and his brothers come to him, and he said, don't worry about it. What you meant for my harm, God used for my good. I want to encourage you this morning because... There are things in your life that the devil has designed to destroy you. But if you will hold on and you will keep believing God and you'll keep trusting God, the thing that God, that the enemy meant for your harm, God, but God, will turn it around for your good. And so uh, he said, I'm, I'm not angry anymore. I'm not bitter anymore. Now, there may have been a time that he was. But through the course of his journey, how many knows that sometimes we have to walk through life? There, there are times that we have to get through some stuff to get over some stuff. There's times we've got to walk through a we got to walk through a pathway. But I've learned that until we walk through it, until we get past it, we're stuck in it. Before God can move him to the next level, I believe that every level in Joseph's life had a lesson. When he was in the pit, he might have been learning a little bit about humility. Because he wasn't necessarily the most humble kid on the block. So possibly while he was in the pit, he was learning a little bit about humility. When he was sold into slavery and he was serving in uh, uh, Potiphar's house, he, he might have been learning a little bit about service. And learning that God will put you in front of people. How many knows that God used that time in Joseph's life to put him in front of people? How many knows that God is positioning you wherever you are? And you're getting in front of people, and you may not even realize that one day these same people that you're serving may be people that can benefit you, and ultimately you will be, they'll be serving you. If you walk through the process. He was, went from Potiphar's house because of lies and injustice and wound up in prison. Maybe he learned a little bit about mercy. He learned about injustice. You know, you hear a lot today about injustice. I, I, I preached a message several weeks ago about justice falling in the streets. Because truth had turned us back. Truth was a long way away. When you remove the word of God, when you remove truth, injustice has a free reign. Restore the principles and the truth of the word of God and justice will be restored to the place that it should be. Maybe while he was unjustly incarcerated in prison, he learned about mercy. I mean, God needs leaders that understand grace and mercy. God needs people that he can elevate. I, I, I heard a, uh, a statement this week. 
was a quote. I don't remember him saying it. Maybe some of you in this room will. I think it was uh, George W. Bush that they were quoting and made the statement that leadership is the only ship that doesn't run for port in the time of a storm. How many knows that God needs leaders that can withstand some storms and that can show the mercy and the grace of God and know what it is to go through some things. Listen, when I, uh, when, when, when I need somebody to minister to me, it sure does help if they can relate a little bit to what I've walked through. There are some things I don't necessarily spend a lot of time speaking to because I would feel hypocritical talking to them. I haven't walked through every journey. But the thing, and, and that doesn't mean that we have to be silent, but there are things that, that aren't necessarily our place. But here's what I want you to understand. God is looking for some people that understand what it is to show grace and mercy. And so uh, Joseph, uh, as he was placed in Potiphar's uh, house, as, as he was sold into slavery, and, and now his brothers come to him, and this is what he said, don't be afraid. He says, for I'm, am, am I, he asked him the question, Am I in the place of God? In other words, Joseph was saying, I'm still working my own stuff out. I, I don't, I, I'm not here to judge you. That's not my place. You may have to face God one day. And listen, when we can get to the place in our life that we realize we don't have to vindicate ourselves. I'm not... Joseph said, that's not my place. Am I in God's place? I'll let God deal with your heart on that. <laughs> I'll let God deal with you on that. God has placed me here. All I can tell you in my life, the things that you meant for evil, God's turned around for my good. Let God deal with your intentions. And I'm just going to walk in the blessing and the favor of God. How, how many knows that we got to get over this judgmental spirit and, and lead some things to God? If we exercise vindication in this world and we, we take the bait of offense, I, I said earlier, sometimes I scratch my head and wonder why people are angry. I, I'll get a message that somebody's angry about something and I'm sitting there for the best of me trying to figure out what are they angry about? And, and I can't understand it. But, but some people take the bait of offense so quickly. And so easily. And I want to challenge you this morning. Let God deal with the injustice. Let God deal with those that have mistreated you and misused you. And you focus on, you probably have mistreated and misused and misspoken your own self. You focus on you. <laughs> you fo I, I, I had uh, another pastor tell me recently that... Another pastor called him and wanted to have a barbecue, and I was the main dish. <laughs> and uh, he, he told him, he said, that's not the Pastor Donnie that I know. And he sounds like you may need to have a conversation, but I'm not the guy you need to be having a conversation with. Why? He wasn't going to take the bait. Let, let me tell you, there are a lot of people, and, 
and that's okay. Pastor, does that surprise you? Not in the least. I've, I've made, I've offended enough people in my lifetime. Um, and can I tell you, they become cancerous. And as long as you let that malignancy of offense remain in your spirit, it will eat away at your life's blood, and it will eat away at the joy of your salvation. And that's why the Bible says that we have to take these things and, and as quickly as we can put them under the blood, ask God what, what I've learned. It, and it, it, I don't always do it immediately. Sometimes I've got to give myself a minute to be mad. But then, you, then at some point, I've got to start praying for that person. When I get to the place in my life that I can start praying for them, offense has already lost its hold. And before long, it's completely gone. But you've got to walk through that. And, and so Joseph was at this place in his life. He said, am I in the place of God? It's not my place to judge you. I, I, I hold nothing against you. He said, but this is what I will do. I will bless you. Because what you meant for my harm, God used it for my good. And whether you intended to or not, you inadvertently blessed me. Can I tell you that what the enemy meant for you, that when you lost that job and the devil thought, well, I've got him now. You know, I'll take everything they own now. But then we have this, this secret weapon, don't we? Romans eight twenty eight. God will work all things together for the good. All things will work together for his good. So, uh, and so when, when, when the enemy comes in, and, and, or you get that sickness spoken over you, or you get that job loss, or you get that family issue, and all of this coming against you, uh, you know, you, you heard me uh, mention this morning about the, the attacks here at the church, and it does feel like we're getting wham, wham, wham. But, you know, in it all, I sit back and think, you know what? We have, by the grace of God, been able to write a check for every one of those events. Now, we haven't paid for electrical panel yet because we haven't got the bill, but we have the money to be able to pay for that electrical panel. And um, the, 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 uh, well, then, Pastor, why do you ask us to give? Because we don't want to use all the money. <laughs> we like to have a little bit of money for emergencies. We, we don't just have a lot. Uh, don't misunderstand me. But, but, but here's my point. Uh, what it is is that God has been faithful. And what the enemy meant for our detriment, God's going to use it for our good. I, I've learned, and, and if I look back on my life, the toughest times in my life have been my greatest growth moments. In seasons of loss and heartache and hurt and disappointment, wounding it's in those moments that God was growing me you have a choice either get bitter or get better and I choose to get better I want to let if I've got to go in this pit I want to get better when I come out of it if I've got to go in this situation I want to get better when I come out of it Whatever the situation. Uh, also, uh, the second part of that phrase, am I in the place of God? I believe what he also was, was trying to say is I am in the place that God has for me. 
I didn't get here overnight. It didn't happen. I didn't ascend the throne. They didn't drag me out of the pit that you threw me in and bring me to the throne in Pharaoh's palace. I didn't just arrive <laughs> wearing these royal garments. The, the, he, he had elevated to such a point that Pharaoh said, next to my very word, his word has all authority. In other words, he doesn't have to check with me. If he tells you to do something, if I don't tell you, other, his word is supreme in Egypt. He didn't just get there overnight. It, it's amazing to me to see the journey that some people take to the blessing that God takes them to. Sometimes it's not as sanitized. Sometimes it's not textbook. Some, sometimes, you know, well, if I do this and I do this and I do this, I'll be here. And if I do this, I'll be there. And if I do this, I'll be there. And sometimes it just it takes a whole back roads pathway. <laughs> Joseph wasn't born into the right family to be a leader in Pharaoh. He didn't have the right education to be a leader in Pharaoh. He didn't have the right connections to be a leader in Pharaoh. But God. Can I tell you, when God intervenes in your situation, all of those things take a back seat. When God shows up, everything else sits down. When the King of kings and Lord of lords says, I'm in control now, then every job loss, every sickness, every attack of the enemy, all of it sits down at the feet of God. And God says, I'm moving him from here to here. And I dare anyone... To stand against it. If God before you, <laughs> who then? <laughs> uh, how many times how many's ever had to tell the devil, who do you think you are? <laughs> God's called me to do this, and you're trying to make me think I can't do that. Who do you think you are? Greater is he that's in us. So, so, but God. So God wants to elevate you to a place. Uh, he, he wants to take you to a place. What God meant for, for bad, God used for good. God wants to position you. How many knows that God wants you to be positioned? Here's where we get messed up. Can I take this coat off? Thank you. Um, God wants you to get messed up and think, if I get positioned there, then that'll bless me. And I can have more blessing because I'm positioned there. Look how much money that position pays. So I want to talk about getting positioned in a minute. But I want you to understand, God doesn't mind blessing you. But there's a lot of times you're in positions, and to be honest with you, you're the last one that God's even in intend, in, intended thinking about. God may have positioned you there to bless somebody else, and you just may be a benefactor of God's mercy towards somebody else. And God knew that he had to trust somebody, and he found somebody that he could trust to promote because he said, I see this person coming up. Uh, this person over here is in a pit. Well, I see this guy over here needs to be Pharaoh so that when these paths cross, 
And so God has to position us. God has to put people in your life way, in your pathway as co-servants, and then when you're in prison together, that they might be in a position to bring you out. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Position is everything. God wants his people to be in positions of influence, and influence isn't necessarily money. God wants you to be in a position of influence so that you can speak into as many people's lives as you can. So, so God needs to position. Let me tell you, there are doors that won't open because you don't have faith enough to get in position. How many's ever gone to the store and walked into a double sliding door and it just opened? Now, you can sit in your car and look at that closed door, and you can think about grocery shopping. You can think about how I I, I really need these groceries, Lord. And God, if you'll just open that door, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to buy me some groceries. You can pray about it. You can think about it. But until you position yourself in front of that door... (laughs) You can sit in your car and starve to death because you never positioned yourself to walk in. And, and God is calling some of you, and, and you've thought about this next level of blessing that God wants to take you to. And you've thought, what I'll do if I can get there? <laughs> and what I'll do if God will just elevate me and let me get inside of that place? And, and we've sat on the outside watching on the inside, but we've never taken the step to position ourselves so that when the opportunity arises, I'm next in line. And God will open the door. It takes faith. How many have ever gone after hours to the store and you're wondering is the door unlocked or not? And you wait for somebody, you see somebody else walking, but I'm going to let them be the guinea pig. <laughs> and the door opens for them, then I'll get out. But how I many know sometimes you've got to have faith enough to step out yourself? And sometimes you position yourself and the door doesn't open. That's all right. Reposition yourself. Get in front of the right door and it'll open. Get in front of the right door at the right time. That same door might open for you at 9 a.m. in the morning, but it's not going to open for you at midnight. So you've got to position yourself at the right time, at the right door, and God knows how to position you. And God, some of you right now, you're in places you think, Lord, I don't know why I'm where I'm at. I don't feel like I'm where I'm going. Lord, I don't know what you're doing in my life. And I want to just speak a word this morning that God is positioning you because God wants to take you to a higher level, but he needs you to be willing to step out in faith. And if you'll begin to walk in faith, then doors will begin to open in your life. There are some people that always sit in the parking lot of the blessing of God because they never position themselves to walk through to the next level. And God said, I'm looking for some people that can be people of influence. And it's not about what God can do in my life only, but what God can you. I am a blessed man. I'm not a wealthy man, but I'm a blessed man. 
I, I, I've had people ask me recently, Pastor, what, 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 what's something I can get for you? And I can tell you, and I told them, I said, I can't think of a thing in the world I need right now but prayer. I've got a comfortable home. We've got groceries in the refrigerator. If we don't, it's because we need to go grocery shopping. It's not because we can't. I, again, I'm not the wealthiest guy in town, but I'm a blessed man. And so when I pray, and I'm praying at this point, when I'm praying for finances, I'm praying, God, I want to be able to do more for the kingdom of God. I want to do more for missions. I want to be able to do more to bless people. That's why when I came across that opportunity this week, and I, I'm not, this isn't about me. I just, I'll use myself as an example. You know I'll use myself as an example to be the punching bag, but I sometimes can do some things that I can use myself as an example. <laughs> I, I was in that meeting this week, and I said, you know, we're going to give, I'll just tell you, now, we're going to give $3,000 to your need. But I didn't call in $3,000 when I called and said, I need you to send them a check. I said, send them a check for $2,000. So I'm giving them 1000 I said, actually, I'm going to give them 500 and church will give them 500 You don't know that, but God blessed you. Uh, and, and they called back and says, well, a couple of us in the office were sitting here talking, and we want to be a part of that blessing too. We're sending them a check for 5000 Now, I tell you that because... When, when you position yourself in a place of blessing, <laughs> and you position yourself in a place of influence, God put me in a place where I had an opportunity to be exposed to a need. And I had the authority to speak considerably more if I'd have wanted to. This is what God laid on my heart to do. that God will position you in places that you can be a blessing to other people. And so God may elevate you to be a supervisor on a job so you can bless subordinates or those uh, co-workers or those under you. God, God may position you in different places in your life, in your neighborhood, in your community. That's why God wants his people to be kind people. Yes. <laughs> Gracious people. Yes. So that when the opportunity comes, you're in a position to be a blessing. Joseph stood there and said, I'm going to bless you. And then he goes on a little bit further, and I'm going, to, I'm going to wrap up with this. He said, not only am I going to bless you, but I'm going to bless your descendants. And I was thinking, Lord, let our vision become bigger than our ministry. Let our vision become bigger than our life. If Jesus tarries, I want to put some things in place that will go down to the next generation and the next generation. And by the way, since I said that statement, I want to say something else. I think we are so close to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Talked about it in our real life class this morning. Jesus is coming back. I remember real song, Jesus is coming soon morning. Or anybody besides Sister Maxine and Dan. Uh, <laughs> but Jesus is coming back. I, I was driving yesterday in the car and I told Ron, I said, Honey, make sure everything's right. Because Jesus is coming back.
the pastor, why do you have those kind of conversations? Because you can't get into heaven because you're a pastor or a pastor's wife. We were, we were driving in this dark haze of the skies covered in Sahara dust, looking at people walking around with masks on their face. And I'm not critical of anything or anybody. I'm just telling you, we, we, I was looking around at this world and the condition that we're in, and I said, Jesus, is, it, it just can't go on much longer. It just can't go on much longer. And I, and I don't want to let some offense in my heart, some perceived slight, get between me and my relationship with the Lord. I just don't... Eternity's way too long. Eternity's way too long. I, I had someone... One time, uh, make an accusation that I'd taken something or didn't belong to me. I think it was worth about a hundred dollars. I don't even remember what it was at this time. Obviously, I didn't take anything that belonged to me. But I remember saying, "Eternity is way too long for me to throw it away over a hundred bucks." But can I tell you, as a church? because I'm your pastor and I love you and when we get to heaven I want us all to be there I want us all to be there the Holy Spirit's doing this right now if there's an offense in your heart or an offense in your life let it go this morning pastor you don't know how bad this person hurt me and some of you have legitimate hurts. And, I don't, and I'm not making light of that. You might have been physically abused, emotionally abused. But if you let that offense fester in your spirit, you've got to put it under the blood. I'm not saying you have to allow people to walk over you like a doormat, but you can't allow that offense to fester in your heart and life. You've got to decide to become a victor and not a victim. It's amazing to me. You can have two people with the exact identical circumstances and somebody will use that circumstance to elevate them to greatness. And somebody else will use that exact same circumstance as an excuse why they can't do anything. You cannot listen. If there's an offense in your heart and life, I told you, how many think Joseph had a right to be? How many, how many have ever been beaten and thrown into a pit? Don't raise your hand because I don't want to know that right now. And sold into slavery. Probably nobody in this room. I certainly hope nobody in this room. And if you did... I'd be right there with you and the flesh side of me would say, let's find those people that did this to you. Because I can't stand injustice. So if anybody had a right to be mad, it was Joseph. 
And he had been elevated to a position. He could have ordered the death of this foreign family to be taken out right then and executed. And nobody would have batted an eye. They're foreigners in Egypt anyway. Nobody would have thought twice about it. And in and, and his heart and in his flesh, he would have been completely justified. Go throw them in prison. They made slaves out of me. Make them slaves. An eye for an eye. But no, he said, I forgive you. I'm in a position to, to judge you. And I realize that it's not my place to judge you. Can I tell you that God, when God elevates you to the place of maturity where you can distinguish between position and responsibility and place? So, if there's an offense in your... How many... Bow your heads with me this morning. I'm just going to ask you, how many has ever been hurt in this church? How many has ever had somebody hurt your feelings? Raise your hand. My hand's raised. (laughs) How many has ever been lied on in this church? If you're in ministry, your hand ought to be. Been mistreated in a business deal. Taken advantage of. If any of those things apply to you and you've allowed that offense to remain and fester and there when I when I ask you this morning who are you angry with who are you offended by if somebody's face pops into your heart then I'm talking to you this morning That person is going to hold you out of position for next level blessing. So I'm going to challenge you this morning. Put that offense under the blood. Put that offense under the blood. They were probably being led by a spirit that they didn't even understand their own self. That's why Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities and rulers and powers of darkness. Don't be angry at them. Be angry at the spirit that led them. The spirit of lying. The spirit of whatever. Maliciousness. Pray against that spirit and pray for that person to be delivered. In Jesus' name. When you change the way you pray, you're going to see doors open in your life. You're going to see opportunities open in your heart. And you're going to see God elevate you. You're going to have joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. (laughs) God's going to restore some things into your life this morning. I'm going to ask you all over the building, can we stand in the presence of the Lord for a few moments? And I'm going to... The Holy Spirit 
used me this morning to challenge you to be ready for the second coming. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. If you want to take... It it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. It takes a sincere heart, an open heart, a repentant heart, to just say, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, deliver me. And a willing heart to let go. And I don't feel like I can end this service without giving you that opportunity this morning. Maybe there's bitterness in your heart. We've talked a lot about bitterness and offense. And you're having a hard time letting it go. Pastor, I just, I just can't let it go. It's just, it, I just can't let it go. I've had those. And maybe, maybe your prayer isn't even, Lord, I'm here to let it go. Maybe it's your, your prayer to say, God, help me to be able to let it go. Help me to be able to let it go because I know it's holding me back. And I need you to help me let it go. If you're here this morning and you've got some things in your life, I don't want you, I, I want you to be ready. I want you to be ready. I'm just open these altars. Would you just step out from where you are and just come around? If there's somebody here that just says, I Pastor, I just want to spend a few moments touching heaven this morning. I'm not even saying you're backslidden or you're lost. I'm just saying, let's just take a few moments. If you're here and you just want to come around the altar and just touch heaven. Just touch heaven. Just allow the Holy Spirit. Come on. Eternity's way too long. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's more. And you know I don't go for numbers at the altar service. But I... I come on. If you're watching on the internet right now, I want to ask you right where you're at at home, could you just either stand in the presence of the Lord or kneel in the presence of the Lord? Identify yourself. Identify yourself. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Lord, cleanse me. Lord, cleanse me. Forgive me. Strengthen me. God, remove the bitterness and the anger this morning. God, restore the joy. (laughs) All things have worked together for my good. God, you're in control. Lord, there's nothing that the enemy has done or can do to pull me down. God, I trust you, Lord. Lord, I've given my heart to you, Lord. God, I don't care what this person's done. Lord, it doesn't hold me back. Lord, because my trust is in you, Lord. God, you alone, God, can elevate me. You alone, God, can redeem me and restore me. You alone, God, can position me. God, if you be for me, God, who may stand against me? Lord, I, I, I rebuke every evil spirit, every lying spirit. Lord, that has come against me in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, every tongue, Lord, that has risen against me. Oh, son, Lord, I, I rebuke it. Lord, that's the heritage of the saint of God. Lord, that you're going to bring it down. God, you're going to bring it down. God, you're going to bring it down. Lord, every lie, every attack, every assault, Lord, you're going to bring it down. Lord, I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. God, every sin, every iniquity, God, that I have stumbled through in my life, Lord, I put it under the blood right now. I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. I'm going to the next level. God, I'm, I'm stepping up to the door right now. I'm positioning myself right now. Lord, let that door open. God, I'm going in after the blessing of God. I'm going in after everything, God, that you've promised me. I, God, there are shelves of blessing. And I've sat in the car long enough. God, I'm walking in right now. God, open the door. God, open the door. I'm not going to be held back. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Lord, I, God, if there's anybody this morning, God, that I'm having a hard time forgiving, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Jesus, you're coming back. You're coming back. And the devil's working overtime. He's throwing everything in the book right now at the body of Christ. <laughs> oh God, I want to live for I want to please you with my life. I want to please you with my life. Jesus. Jesus. Those that have come to the altar, you just leave it, leave, leave that offense right there. Leave that offense right there. Just put it on the altar. Just take it out and put it on the altar right now. If you need to physically, manually look like you're doing something, I want you to put it there and you remember where it's sitting. And next time the devil tries to tell you, yeah, but you know what that brother said? No, I don't remember that. I sat that package on the altar. I sat that package down in the front of the church house. If you want to go fishing in that pond, you got to go through the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to let that hold me back. When, when that bitterness starts to rise back up, you remind yourself, I put that out. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. In Jesus' name, I am done with that. I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. I am going to be positioned to be a blesser. I've spent my whole life trying to get blessed. Lord, I, I want to be positioned to be a blesser. I want to bless somebody. I want to help somebody. Jesus. Lead us in something, Brother Dominic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I give you my heart. Come on. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. 
every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Self away, give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away, give myself away so you can use me. I give myself. in me I wasn't fit but now I've been touched by the fire of God send me I'm young I've got a lot to learn but I'm willing send me and I feel like the Lord this morning is looking out over the body of Christ and saying who will go 
who will respond. The time is short. The fields are ripe and white unto harvest. But the laborers are few. Where are they? Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. If that's your prayer this morning, I, Father, I just ask, Lord, that you would put a call on hearts and lives this morning. God, a willingness to serve. A willingness. I, I, I spoke to someone this week, and... and we, the subject came up we, we're short some leaders in the church we're short some department leaders and I, and I said you know what God's going to raise up some people I said and we may not be able to wait as long as we've waited in the past to put people in positions of leadership but God's going to touch some people's hearts and lives and it'll be obvious that it's been the call of God and we're not, we're not going to stand in the way I'm all about you know, we talked about it Wednesday night. Timothy said, lay hands on no man suddenly. I'm all about waiting people out and letting them prove the call of God on their life. But the Holy Spirit can sidestep everything. Father, right now, God, there's some people in this room right now that you've got positions for them. You've got positions for them, Lord. You've got opportunities for them. Call us, Lord. Equip us, Father. Step in front of that door and see if it opens. If it doesn't open, then let's find a different door. Let's see what God has for you. We'll keep stepping in front of doors till the right one opens. But this much I know, that God's got too much to do to call anybody to salvation without also setting forth a divine purpose in their life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Father, right now, I bless your name. I thank you, God, for the word of God today and the sweet, sovereign, solemn spirit of the Holy Ghost. Fill this church up. God, just with people that are hungry, that we can touch our community better than we've ever done before. God, that we can reach out and do things. God, position us for greatness in the kingdom of God. Not greatness in this world. Nobody in this world has to ever recognize anything. But position us for greatness in your kingdom. God, that through our work and our ministry and our efforts, God, that this generation and the next generation will know Jesus. Hallelujah. Go with us. Keep us. Bring us back Wednesday night because it's our first Wednesday night, Lord. Amen. 
And uh, let us have a listen. I'm 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 closing. I'm done. But I'm just going to say this. Uh, one of the prayers that I've been praying for is, you know, I I I've been as I've looked at the churches. You know, we kind of had this complete shutdown, and now we're relaunching. And you know, I realized we have the opportunity to do things differently. We don't have to pull the old church out of the bag and redo the same thing. Uh, so be in prayer. I, I want us to look at church like like we've never done church before. And uh, be innovative in prayer uh, and, and be willing to talk to me. I'm open to... I want us to reach people for Jesus. So um, if something comes to your heart that you've got God's laid on your heart, come talk to me about it. You know, we're two or three can agree together. Let's pray about it. And uh, you know, let, let's just let's just let's just put a bicycle together like we've never seen a bicycle, and see what we build. You might build a car. Hallelujah. God bless you. Two wheel car. But God bless you. We love you. And you're dismissed. Amen.